Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Organic with OJ Adriana, a podcast that explores the intersection of authenticity, mindful consumption, and radical motherfucking healing. I am your girl, your host, Adriana, aka OG Adriana, if you're nasty. And y'all, we back for another motherfucking episode. Y'all, I know we went on a hiatus for last week. There was a whole lot going on that we're gonna get into, honey, in a little bit. Um, but yeah, we are back. This is the first episode for the month of March. Um, you all will be hearing this on Monday, March 14th, the first official day of South by Southwest music portion, um, aka the official start to my motherfucking South by Southwest, but we are also going to get there. Um, but yeah, just to jump right into this episode, y'all, some current events and honestly, fuck the world, fuck these current events, fuck all these weird ass European white people. Um, obviously humanity first. Um, obviously the order, and I won't even say obviously, um, I truly believe that the order of the world will not, um, or the order of the universe and the generalized harmony of the universe, how it's supposed to be, is not going to be restored until all white folk of the world are taken out of power. So y'all, the white, the white Europeans are, are duking it out, um, don't really give a fuck all i really give a fuck about it's not that i don't give a fuck but nigga all of politics illusions the fucking elite killing people population fucking scaling all the shit um all of those things play a part into why i don't motherfucking give a fuck about none of these white ass niggas in the world um especially the white powers that be um and they white ass business ain't got shit to do with me <laughs> but yeah um one piece of current events though that i did want to get into was this britney griner story nigga this is the fucking wildest shit um i haven't seen too much actual news coverage about it but um britney griner is fucking imprisoned in russia and the u.s embassy the last time i checked when i was writing the notes for this episode the u.s embassy has not um they they don't have access to her so Basically, I guess she was stopped in an airport for having some weed carts on her in her luggage. Um, I'm guessing they were thinking that she was trafficking or something or another. Um, AKA she was black and from the US. And that's nothing but time, space, and opportunity um for financial gain and other weird ass shit. Um, having to do with the colonizers and the oppressors and all that good things um that we won't get too into. But yeah, um, so, yeah, she's being held and detained in Russia um, without gov official government access, um, like I said, due to the cannabis carts that were found in her luggage at the airport. Um, it's not necessarily clear where she's being detained, which is fucking scary as shit. Um, as a black American in another country, like nigga that's fucking terrifying um but yeah the u.s embassy like i said has requested um uh, um consular access which 
is basically access to an American citizen off American soil. Um, and yeah, it's been denied three times already. Um, so yeah, big prayers up to Brittany Griner. I know that fucking situation is hard and traumatizing, and I know sis is going to need a lot of uh, of time and care and mental support whenever she returns to the states and um, we are definitely praying for a safe and speedy return back home to motherfucking family goddamn because yeah that is scary as shit so many prayers many sending hella love to Brittany Griner and strength and whatever the fuck she needs during this time goddamn um but yeah other than that, like I said, current events, motherfucking South by Southwest. Um, if you don't know now, you know, and I've said this many times on this podcast before, South by Southwest is Christmas to me. I have been attending South by in some capacity or another since I was 12 years old. Um, I went to middle school right in the heart of downtown Austin. So I was always like in the midst of South by preparation and just knowing about it. And y'all know I am... I, I'm a music purist and I love music. I love the sound of music. I love being around music. So although South by Southwest does have like the South by Southwest interactive and gaming, and I don't even know if they had gaming or interactive this year, but they have film festival and, um, also South by Southwest education festival. Um, however, I stand the OG South by Southwest music festival. That is, like I said, my favorite time of year. So yeah, I'm off all week. Week. I'm going hard. I'm actually off all week due to a death in the family. Actually, um, I was granted a little bit of extra time off in addition to the time off that I had already taken off for South by. So it kind of worked out, you know, rest in peace to that manhood. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, yeah, South by as far as current events, yeah, that's really all that's been going on. So my, as far as my life, right, just to recap my last two weeks, since I have not talked to y'all in a little minute, um, there honestly has been so much going on. So between the death of my family, um, there was also a death that, um, of a young person, um, in my age, in my peer group, um, in close proximity to me, um, which is very fucking sad and traumatizing to hear about. And, um, I, I fucking hate when I, when, when young people die, like it's just never cool. Like it's never dope. Although I am kind of morbid when it comes to death. And although I obviously understand the spirit realm from a very spiritual ancestrally led place, right? Um, it, it is always fucking sad and it's always, um, it's always sad and hurtful to, to see the grief that loss, especially of a young person causes their loved ones. Um, and yeah, so just rest in peace to all the folks, pull out some libations for all the folks, um, especially coming upon this spring solstice where it is, um, solstice equinox what happens in spring but anyways um, especially coming up upon this new season right it is i think it is very important for us to 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 reconcile right with our past but but also be prepared and ready for new beginnings and rebirth and all, all the things that spring has to bring with us. Y'all know I am a spring baby. Springtime is when I come alive, is when I feel alive. So your girl is kind of in her bag. And with South by coming up, your girl's on her biggest bullshit, goddamn. So stay tuned, right? Um, 
but yeah, uh, as far as that, or as far as like current other current events in my life, um, because of the death that happened in my personal family, um, I was able to spend time in East Austin, honey, in a home that I grew up with in my auntie's house, um, looking through old photos and just catching up. And it was a really beautiful and transformative time for me. Um, I had been saying I was going to get over to her house. It definitely sucks that the circumstances in which I did make it over to her house um, were the circumstances that caused me to go over to her house at that time. Um, however, um, you know, it just felt very good and very warm. I also went to go visit another one of my aunts who I feel is my mother. I think these niggas have lied to me somewhere down the motherfucking line, right? Um, but I'm, I don't know, just chopping it up with my elders, especially older women who I love and trust. And, you know, I value their opinions and advice. You know, that has just been very fulfilling for me. Um, like I said, my womb is, well, I didn't say this, but spring is coming and my womb is doing some things. So um, a lot of my healing work during this season has to do with womb work. It has to do with fucking birth work. Um and manifestation work and really, really fucking cultivating and honing into my divine femininity during this time period. This is a very fucking feminine time. Um, springtime is, it's all about birth, you know? And, um, you know, I, I have just been really tapped into that motherfucking energy. So tings soon, soon come. Also guys, Guys, your girl, and I'm not going, I'm not going to elaborate on this subject too much because I don't know who's listening, first of all. And also, um, not that I care who's listening. Uh, yeah, I just, I can't be putting people out there, but your girl, your favorite home girl, right? Is no longer celibate. I am no longer out here just fucking dying and craving sex and that's all i'm gonna say um shout out to the cute ass little homie that's been courting your girl that's finally dropped some dick on your girl um but yeah <laughs> moving right along just to recap last week's episode i'm not gonna recap too much because last week's episode that was entitled the jedi 512 was just that um now if you don't know now you know during the month of february in my on my this podcast i um I wanted to really give light to Black creators. Um, I called it the B Black History Month Organic with OG Adriana Black Creators Month miniseries. And to end off that miniseries, um, I talked to one of the dopest fucking souls that I have ever had the privilege to have the community or to have the pleasure to have a conversation with um tyler aka jedi 512 he graced this podcast with his presence y'all went fucking up for that interview like shout out to everyone who listened shout out to everyone who shared bits and pieces of that interview um i think it is a very valuable and beautiful conversation i fucking i don't like small talk i i hate it i love talking about the shit i love it it is i love shooting the shit with people who have impressive brains <laughs> so if you are into that if you want to hear um uh, about Ty a little bit about Tyler, aka Jedi Five One Two's um brain and his journey um being an artist um his journey in the fucking military um his growing up his childhood certain obstacles that he's faced 
Oh, hella shit that he's overcome. Hella fucking gems that he's dropped. I would definitely suggest going back and listening to that episode. I personally have listened to that interview back now at least five times. And I have cried every single time because it those are the conversations that I love to have. I fucking love getting deep and emotional with deep and emotional ass niggas that are just like me. So shout out to Tyler for shout out to him really and shout out to this nigga hopefully we actually get to meet well i mean we've met before but hopefully we actually get to to hang out during this south by and yeah just shoot the shit and you know like i just really fucking love that guy like that it is the weirdest feeling ever it is like the most like i feel so connected to this nigga like in the weirdest way it's like a sibling like we fought a battle together or some shit in a past life or something. It's like a sibling cousin. Like, I don't know. I just feel very pure and genuine energy from him, but I'm going to stop ranting so we can get into this motherfucking episode, y'all. So yeah, let's get into the things that I am currently ingesting. All right. So you know, when I say the things that I am currently ingesting, I don't mean just food and drink, even though I'm talking about food and drink. Um, but I mean, all the many things in which that you can ingest into your mind, into your body, into your spirit, and all the many means in which you can do those things. Right. Um, so whether that be like, like I said, eating or drinking or what you listen to, what you're watching, um, the company you keep, the hobbies that you do. Um, I like to use this segment as an accountability tracker so I can keep track of the shit that I'm doing, but to also inspire y'all to ingest things mindfully, because I feel like that is a huge part of the healing journey. Um, being really intentional and mindful about the things that you're putting into your body and about the things that you're letting onto your spiritual load. Right. Um, but to get right into it, um, to talk about food and drink. I feel like I've said food and drink so many times. Does that mean I'm just hungry? I think I'm just ready for all the motherfucking free South by food at this point. But anyways, um, yeah, as far as food and drink, honestly, it's been kind of random. I've had trigger warning, borderline, like disordered eating. Um, I, and I, I'm not like binging and like purging or anything, but I've been eating very little. Like my appetite has not quite been there. And I do think it's because um, I have dealt with a bit of anxiety. I've just been kind of like going through a lot um, just emotionally. I have been, I don't know, just emotionally... Di- I've been kind of sensitive. Little sensitive mommy has been in her sensitive bag for sure. Um... So I don't know. I haven't had too much of an appetite at all. Um, y'all, I have been drinking coffee, um, lavender latte specifically from Black Rock Coffee or Black Rock Coffee. Um, now I did tell y'all that I had gone a minute without drinking too much coffee, but this week has definitely been a week, y'all, that I have been craving lavender lattes, honey. So I got me some damn lavender lattes, period. Um, I've also had Chipotle a bunch this week. I have been craving the fuck out of Chipotle. So shout out to them. I still haven't tried their new plant-based meat, like plant-based, I think it's chorizo. Um, I'm not really interested. I just love veggie bowls. I don't even eat their sofritas. I just, I fucking love me a good just veggie bowl, honey, um, from Chipotle. So I've had that several times this week. Um, I've made tacos, of course. Um, oh, 
oh damn I'm over here trying to read my notes and skipping ahead but um yeah I haven't been really wanting to cook a lot of food my son is not here shout out to goddamn to his daddy and his goddamn stepmama or whatever because yeah I get to have a week free for South by while my son gets to have a good quality time with his siblings and his family in DFW so I don't know I just in preparation to send him off like I haven't been in the mood to cook I've just been in the mood to clean and organize and prepare so yeah we've been eating a lot we've been eating out a lot this week Chipotle has definitely been the go-to like three times in the past couple weeks um but yeah the things that I have cooked at home have been so light and minimal from Beyond Burgers yeah speaking of Beyond Burgers I've definitely had Carl's Jr. um in these past couple weeks like twice or something like that um I've also been heavy in my fucking fries and salad bag um because since I have not been in the mood to cook I've been eating out like way more than I'd like um but typically, like, my going out meal at places that don't have, like, a dope vegan option is always fries and salad. And shout out to Whataburger, actually, for having delicious salad and delicious fries to accompany said salad. Um, Now, granted, I do get the Whataburger salad with no cheese on it and with a balsamic vinaigrette. And I don't know. For any fast food restaurant, Whataburger's salads are so fresh. They're fresher than Chick-fil-A's. Them hoes are fresher than fucking Panera Bread. Like... Ugh, just so freaking good. Um, but yeah, other than that, y'all, I've had kombucha. <laughs> like, I've drunk a bunch of kombucha this like past couple weeks. Other than that, y'all, definitely nothing new at all, like as far as food. Um, so yeah, just moving right along, honey, to media. So I got put onto this really cool show that I am gonna continue watching. I've only watched the pilot so far because the episodes are long, honey. I think the pilot was like 90 minutes, um, but it's called The Deuce. And the I think it's produced, like written and produced by Maggie Gyllenhaal. She also stars in the movie or in the show. See, I'm calling the movie because the fucking pilot was so motherfucking long. Um, but James Franco is also like a major star in the show. It's there's really an all-star cast in this show. If I went down the list, like I can't even like name them all. Dominique, something I forget her last name, but she was in Judas and the Black Messiah. And um, yeah, as Fred Hampton's wife, but she's also in this show, and it was her performance was really good. So I definitely look forward to seeing more of this show. Um yeah, it, it was definitely a dope thing that I would like to watch. Definitely wanted to mention that. It has three seasons. I do believe the show ended. I don't, like, I, it's not still airing, and I feel like it's years of not airing. Did that sentence make sense? I hopefully, hopefully it did make sense. Um, but yeah, what else have I been watching? So, oh, Drink Champs. So, y'all know I stand Drink Champs. Shout out to Nori. The nigga's fine as fuck, but erratic as hell. <laughs> but I, I definitely love his interviewing style. It's so interesting the way his brain, like, works and moves. He's so, he's so interesting, right? Um, but yeah, he has a dope, long-ass interview with the game. Shout out to Jason. Oh, a little fine-ass nigga. Like, oh my. Mm, he is so fucking sexy. But anyways, his brain is also really dope. That was a really cool conversation. Um, I'm also finishing up the Drink Champs interview with um, Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked. First of all, Jason Lee also is looking fucking super dope. Um, he's been very intentional about weight loss and just his personal appearance. And honey, it, it's a good personal experience he, or appearance. He looks really fucking good, like seriously. And I, I just love how unadulterated, unadulterated, 
What is the word? I, I love that. I love how dude has no filter and that he's very unapologetic for the things that he says. And he's very just honest and he just speaks his truth. So it was very interesting to see that dynamic of a cis gay black man and all these cis hetero black males in this atmosphere. Like every time that Jason Lee would bring up any kind of like gay sex like nori would be like um oh i wasn't ready the things are coming out of this nigga's mouth when i'm like dog worst has come out of other guests mouth but really dope interview definitely definitely dope <clears throat> um what else have been have i been watching oh of course um oh euphoria so finally in these last two weeks actually the week that i had the hiatus that i did not release the, an episode y'all i well i guess i'm glad Anywho, I finally watched Euphoria. I don't remember if I talked about this. I don't. I, I can't have talked about this last episode because I was. It was the Jedi interview. Um. But anyways, y'all, I finished Euphoria. Everybody in that motherfucking show was pissing me off, except for, except for Fesco. Like, oh, shout out to Fez. Oh, uh, shout out to oh, uh, shout out to motherfucking Ashtray Man. Rue stayed pissing me off with her addict ass, and obviously, I'm not shaming addiction at all i definitely am an addict in my own right um and i definitely know the struggles that addiction can be but honey her motherfucking character is pissing me off just doing dumb shit fucking cassie's erratic cancer ass falling for nate's look like it, it's just so much going on if you haven't watched euphoria i'm not gonna give too many um i'm not gonna give too many spoilers except for the fact that i'm pissed that lexi didn't beat cassie's ass like nigga if any time if there was if there was any perf if there was a perfect time for Lexi to beat the shit out of her sister, it was that motherfucking moment. So very sad that that didn't happen. If you haven't watched Euphoria, definitely go catch up because I feel like I'm the last person in the world to watch Euphoria. Um, because my anxiety will not allow me to watch like week by week. Um, so I did wait until the season finally ended. But if you haven't watched Euphoria, definitely go watch season two. It's super super dope. Um, the last thing I want to talk about in this media section is fucking Jocelyn's Cabaret Vegas. So, um, I am recording this on Sunday night. So there's actually an episode of Jocelyn's Cabaret that should be out right now. Um, so I have not watched the most recent episode, but the last episode that I watched was the whole nigga episode. And y'all know, I mentioned this the last time I talked about Jocelyn's Cabaret on this podcast, that this little diamond girl, and I did find out that I guess she's Puerto Rican. So for some reason, she feels like she can say nigga, 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 nigga. And y'all know, and in my opinion, nobody can say nigga. I don't give a fuck. Like black Americans say nigga and that's it like i understand that other people from the diaspora do use the word however do i feel a way about other people in the diaspora that are not black americans using the word nigga yes absolutely i do um i even feel a way sometimes about mixed people especially mixed people with white parents or with white moms saying nigga like i y'all so for this white ass stripper hoe and yes, we are calling it, we're calling a spade a spade. I don't give a fuck if her great grandma had the most nigga hair ever on the island of motherfucking Puerto Rico. Her ass is black or her ass is white. Her ass is a white ass, Puerto Rican ass, Spanish ass, Portuguese, whatever the fuck her ancestors are from ass nigga who should not be using the word nigga. And the fact that her fucking friend, the, honestly, the fact that everyone on that show took up for her, except, and I, 
like obviously they weren't kissing her ass being like oh leave her alone um but every no one felt a way about her saying nigga except for amber and although amber is fucking erratic and weird and she does weird ass shit like all the other stripper hoes on that show um she's real as fuck for saying that because my nigga nobody should be saying that shit if you ain't black american period and that's all i'm gonna say about that but so yeah just moving along to music because i i just can't i can talk about them little strip hoes all the time like all day they are so interesting and confusing and complex as are all humans right uh, but yeah so clearly moving on to music again clearly i have been under a rock because um in all my research of the music in austin and the music i've, I've definitely found my groove in the music and the pe- and the artists from the city who make dope ass music that I can listen to every day. I definitely have people on my playlist, right? And we're going to get into that. However, I've clearly been living under a rock because um the other day on Spotify, I think I was listening to some Jay Soldier who I've mentioned on this podcast um uh, many times. Um but I was I, I think I typed in one of his songs on Spotify and I love when you search on Spotify, it just plays like other music similar to whatever song you search. So it started playing a bunch of Austin music and one of the songs it played was a song by an artist from the city, allegedly. Allegedly, honey, because I don't know your grandmama. I, I don't fucking know where Ain't them stay. But an artist named Y2 and last week's episode or the last episode featuring Jedi <clears throat> he mentioned this nigga Y2 and a lot of other people in the city especially in the hip-hop community in the city have mentioned this guy Y2 so I don't know why it did not click for me that this man that I should probably go listen to his music because he's probably some phenomenal fucking artist right but nigga this song called I Ruined It came on my Spotify suggestions dog I damn near died my mind was so fucking blown when i heard it the shit is amazing like his delivery like his cadence the way he switches up his cadence like the nigga is fucking talented so i started going through his discography fucking jedi sent me a bunch of songs um i think mojane gave me in this oh we gonna get there oh my gosh we are going to fucking get there but um yeah some people sent me their some of his music some of his songs that i need to go back and listen to so y'all shout out to fucking y2 the nigga is phenomenal um again the song of his that i've personally had on repeat is called i ruined it the shit goes crazy i cannot blast i cannot wait to blast that shit first thing in the morning on the way to the convention center to pick up my motherfucking south by wristband it's lit shout out to austin um but yeah just to, to talk about some other music right um some other stuff that i've been listening to lately um february 22nd 22 by jedi 512 um amnesia by teddy the motherfucking legacy i have been listening to this amnesia song so much this shit like it's just so good we ain't never turning into beef shit Sleeping on a nigga Timberpedic. Like, the shit is so good. Niggas always all stay anemic. Who says this? Lil Rosetti had to get to squeezing. Fire, fire. Got it right now, now he leaking. Dog, the shit is amazing. Like, I don't... I think it's the guitar. The fucking Spanish guitar in that shit is so beautiful. It's just like... Oh, <laughs> opposition, more like competition. How they play the field. What the... 
Dog, shout out to Tenny the Legacy. I cannot wait to go see this man perform during South By. Um, hopefully that song makes it into one of the set lists that I get to catch because that has definitely been my been my jam. It's definitely been on repeat. Another song that has been on repeat for me is No Love by Summer Walker and SZA. I probably have mentioned this song, but y'all, I've been running this song so much. It is just, it's so good. Um. Also, Roster by Jasmine Sullivan, which was not my initial favorite on the album or on the deluxe version of Hotels. Um, My favorite song from the deluxe that she dropped is Still Hurt Me So Good. Still obsessed with that song. But Roster, that shit, it, it's amazing. Toxic, call me toxic, but don't ever call me stupid. Goddamn. Like, the fuck? Who the fuck these niggas thought? No, just kidding. My ass be jamming these songs. Like, I'm really be going through this. Meanwhile, I'm, like, halfway in love right now. Like, I can't, I cannot with my goddamn, I cannot with myself. Sheesh. I'm going to blame my Aries son. All of the shenanigans that I get into this week, I'm blaming my Aries son. Nigga, I am blaming fucking Pisces. I'm blaming. That is all I'm, I'm blaming Aries season. Goddamn big Aries season shit. This coming week, I y'all, it, it, it's a movie. That that is all I have to say. I'm so excited and pumped for South by. Um, but yeah. Oh, also, in lieu of the South by spirit, I've been listening to so much fucking ratchet music and hood as music. And one of the songs that I've also had on repeat, rest in peace to this man's is Preach by Young Dolph. An amazing song, a classic fucking song. Um, again rest in peace um so yeah if y'all want to know about any of my festival muses any of the music that i'm listening to to put me in the motherfucking vibes to go into south by southwest 2022 definitely check out my festival season playlist right now it's just on spotify but of course hit your girl if you want on apple music i very rarely use apple music um I actually was listening to some Apple music today, just my random library of things, um, songs I didn't even remember like that existed, you know, that brought back really cool memories, but I hardly ever use Apple. So if you want my festival season and season is spelled S-Z-N playlist, um, yeah, let me know if you want that on Apple. Otherwise, it's on Spotify. But that brings me to the end of the things that I am currently motherfucking ingesting, y'all. So I did drop a name earlier. Um, and it is the name of a guest that we have instead of a topic of the week this week. Um, it is the month of March, which is International Women's Month. So I wanted to have maybe one, maybe two, maybe three goddamn dope ass women on the podcast for the month of March to talk about being dope as women so the first of which is the guest that we have today but we're gonna get there we are going to get there with a proper introduction so let's get right into it y'all hi hi how are you amazing oh of course i'm so excited oh well we'll get started since you don't have too much time so i'm gonna talk to my peeps real quick so um if you don't know and now you know during the month of during the month of march um it is women's history month so i have decided that i want to have like some dope ass women on the podcast to talk to to yeah, chop it up with and pick their brain a little bit. I am very excited because the first woman that I wanted to ask was the person that I have with me today. Um, this person, right? So 
I'm from the city, obviously. Well, not even obviously to you, but I'm from the city um, of Austin, which y'all guys know. Um, but I was displaced for a very long time. So I have like kind of been watching and lurking like this scene from afar. And literally everybody I talk to talks about Mojane. Like every person who does music, every person who is creative that I know personally has mentioned you. So yeah, guys, I let's welcome my cool ass guest today, Mojang. Girl, what is up? How are you? First of all, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm super humbled. Like I normally don't do interviews or anything like that by myself. It's always with someone. Yeah. So very humbled and like I said I appreciate you for even thinking about me oh no for sure like for real like with this creative shit in the city like with this entertainment stuff like for real you are a real pioneer like literally and we gonna get there we gonna get to other people but I do want to talk about you so who is Mojane like the hardest question in the world to answer but who are you I'm crying yeah it's so funny because when it, when someone's always like oh who, who are you I'm like who the hell am I but um I'm from Austin so um I love it Um, I'm crying because I'm like who the fuck am I I'm like me I am I don't know I'm like a jack of all trades I guess I I love that under the fucking sun I don't even like to box myself in and say I do one thing because I do everything I'm the behind the scenes person too who just so happens to sometimes be on the forefront um but yeah I don't know I'm just like this jack of all trades I like I said I don't like to box myself in I want to do everything and anything um I'm also a Gemini so like I get bored fucking easily so I tend to like I said um get distracted and do more than one thing so (laughs) yeah listen story of my life I've freaking feel you except Gemini's like that's very interesting I will say I love lady Gemini's but male Gemini's <laughs> a hot ass mess so interesting um so is Mojane your real name Mojane's actually not my real name um oh. I not I, maybe I'll tell you my real name <laughs> yeah I got you I got you uh, I'm gonna be like oh my real name is Beep. <laughs> period so how'd you get the name Mojane like how did that happen so, um, I, I, it's weird because I've always been called Mo. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's always called me Mo, even my family. Like, nobody calls me my real name. Um, oh, everybody's really? always. Um, I've been, ha- I've had that name since high school, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, the Jane that came from uh, just me being a chronic weed smoker. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I, Mo Jane came from Tumblr, the Tumblr era. I don't know if you were, like, familiar with the Tumblr era, but, like, oh, yeah. Um, that was like, I think like after MySpace and all that, but I had a, a Tumblr. This was like back in, I don't know, like 09. It was like, mm-hmm. and I would always post like smoking pics and like shit like that. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the fresh era where people were wearing the fucking snapback. Yes. Breaker. I was like the windbreaker queen. So, um, I would always be posting these fresh ass pictures with like smoke pics and stuff like that. And, People just started like, oh, you know, you, you're like Mojang. You always have weed. You know what I mean? Like you, and you always have a lot. And um, I don't know if you ever seen my handles, but you know, it's like Mojang, no pain. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just came from, you know, people just always calling me that. And 
at the time I used like weed to like cope with a lot of shit that was going on in my life. And I don't, I don't know, it's just, that shit made me feel better. So <laughs> that's like kind of where Mojane No Pain came from. And then, yeah, just Mojane, like, I just, everybody was calling me that. So I just kind of like, it was something that was like given to me. So yeah. I kind of just, it sounded cool. It was cool. It was me. It felt like me. So it just, that's just what it was. That's so dope. Like I am a, like, I hate nicknames. Like when people nickname me, I cringe, but that is so dope that you like got like your whole name, like from people on the internet kind of suggesting it. I mean, aside from Mo, like people already haven't called you no. that. That's like one of like the coolest origins to me because like, honestly, like if we talk about like my origin, like where I came from, especially in the day, the, the day and age of like the internet, like mm -hmm. I was going viral and shit like that before that was even a thing. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. Soldier Boy, you can ask like Tita and anybody like, they will tell you like, I'm and especially like, I, I always like to say like, I'm for the people because like I do a lot of philanthropy and like activism work too. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it was like, like I said, again, it's very humbling the fact that people like chose to like give me this name and like, um, I don't know, like I just, I just appreciated it. And like I said, I'm, I'm for the people. So like, if, the, if this is what the people wanted, like I, this is what I was gonna give them. I, uh, I love that so much. So we gonna get there. We gonna get to community things because I do, I freaking love that. I don't know, like I said, everyone has referenced you and it just seems that you have done a pretty intentional job at building community like with your folks and I love that that is like my goal of life you know um so we're gonna get there so you from Austin right so where mm -hmm. in Austin did you grow up I actually grew up on the west side um wow. which is nobody knew me like in high school we went to like Covington middle school and um mm. like I, I live like Westgate area and it's crazy because a lot of people don't even know this about me, especially because I, a lot of my close friends are from the east side in 2-4. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of just came out of nowhere. Like me and my brother were like 13 months apart and he was getting in trouble a lot um, whenever we went to Covington, like fighting and all types of shit. And my mom was just fed up. Mm -hmm. She was like, ah, like, this is not a good scene for us. So she ended up, when we went to high school, she ended up moving us to Layman which is out in Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Man was like brand new. Mm -hmm. the, the school was brand new. We were like the first people that ever went there to that school. And so um, a lot of people that went there obviously lived in Austin too, because Kyle wasn't like a big, like it wasn't as big as what it is now. Yeah. And so Layman and like I said, people didn't really know me like that. Um, I would like, I grew up in a very, very strict household too. Like I wasn't able to, um, go out on weekdays, even on the weekends. I, I literally went to school, came home, and that was it. And so, and I actually kind of appreciated that because I felt like I was able to like create my own identity um, that wasn't based off like who I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's, it's kind of weird too, because in high school, I wouldn't necessarily say I was like popular or anything like that. Very, uh, I, I was still very fucking much me. <laughs> yeah. I was, Still very fucking much me but people were just like oh she's annoying she's loud you know like how how I am now like it wasn't necessarily like the cool thing to be back then because people were so unsure about themselves and I had always been very sure about myself and so um yeah like coming out of layman and graduating and shit I, I obviously I, I ended up going to ACC I was going to ACC for RTF like radio TV and film that was my major I wanted to be a radio host because I was just very good at 
talking and you know I, I my first show was called the most serious show because like I always like to say that everything that came out of my mouth I was dead ass like I was serious as fuck about it oh god so, yes all then you know I ended up dropping out um of ACC after my second year there and because I was like you know what I don't to, I don't want to do this um it's just weird coming out of high school and like automatically being told like hey you have to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life at that and moment yeah wait I, it felt pressured and forced so um I ended up dropping out and yeah I just started work started working at nine to five and I just started connecting dots with people I started just and it's it's so weird because like all of this came from the internet. Like I loved doing music. I was, I rapped, I sang, and I would post like, literally the Mojane era was Facebook. Like I, the whole Mojane era was based off Facebook. And um, so yeah, I would just post videos of me rapping and singing on my Facebook. And it, would, it wouldn't even be long ass videos. It would be like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, like teasers of just me like venting about how I felt, like what shit that was going on in my life. And like, I would just go viral. Like people would just be sharing it, uh, liking it. It was, it was crazy. Other pages would pick it up. I, I fucking world star picked it up one time. It was, it was fucking crazy. Yeah. And then like, after that, people started like getting hip to me. There was, and this was like 2010, 2000, all the way from like 2010 to like 2013. Mm -hmm. Everybody like was like, oh shit, this is, who is she? Where did she come from? You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, like like I said, people didn't really know me because I didn't go to I didn't go to high school out here. I didn't go to school with anybody. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it was really nice being able to like create my own identity and like really popping out and like nobody fucking knew me. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, that was that was cool. And you know, like I said, people just started getting hit to me and like reaching out to me, like, oh shit, like you, you like you're talented. You can do this. You can do that. And um, I feel like that's kind of how I infiltrated like the music scene. Like I started becoming friends with. Like actually one of the, before Tita was my best friend, Jay Soldier was, oh, was like my first, my first, first friend. Like we go way fucking back. And um, yeah, it was, it's funny. Cause I just remember us, um, like I lived in the college apartments cause I was still going to ACC at the time. And mm -hmm. I lived in the Heights. I think it was called in the Heights at the time. It's like off Old Torque and Pleasant Valley. Oh yeah. Right there. And I just remember me and Soldier, like he would come over to the house, we'd be smoking hella weed and just freestyling, rapping. Like that was like my place. I considered it like a safe haven. Like I would have a bunch, like I would literally just have rappers. And at that time, none of us were shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no, nobody. We were like, none of us were successful. I mean, not necessarily successful. We were young. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we were figuring ourselves out. So it was cool, like being able to like develop these friendships with people that I still have now. And seeing like where we've all elevated from, and yeah, the fact that those relationships are still like pure and genuine. Um, exactly. Cool. So how? Because that's crazy. I did not know that you and Jay Soldier were like close before Tita. I thought Tita was like that was like your first person that, that kind of like found your videos and stuff. Because I I did a little bit of research, you know, <laughs> ma'am. These old ass videos, and it's crazy because back then people like especially women weren't coming on the internet just giving bars or like singing a little bit like on the track with bars so how how like what prompted you during that time period to be like you know what like I'm just about to start sharing like myself on the internet 
And it's so weird that you asked that because like even now when I look back at that, like I honestly don't fucking know. Like I've all at that time frame, like like I said, nobody knew me, and I was yeah. very myself. Like I like I thought it was fresh as fuck. Like I had a look, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and my looks have always been very distinct. Like if you followed like my eras, like around that time frame, like I said, I was wearing like snap bags, like windbreakers. I've always wore glasses, different types of glasses. That was like my trademark look, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I honestly like really don't know how that came about. I just remember I had a brick fucking laptop. <laughs> yeah. This was around the time of like Ubu. I don't know if you remember Ubu. Yes. Oh, I think it's called Ubu. Like this was around that frame. Like we're webcamming people and shit off a brick fucking laptop. And yeah. I just remember like going through um, you know when you pulled up your, your webcam on your laptop, like you had all these like filters and shit and you could record mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And like, one day I was just playing an instrumental and I was like, mind you, I've always been into music. In mm-hmm. high school, I was, a choir. I, I was a choir girl. Like I was, I could legit blow. Yeah. And, and can still, friend. To a certain extent, I'm not gonna say it's like a use it, lose it kind of situation, but like I've, I haven't like trained my, I, my vocals since then so like mm-hmm. I feel like if I did train them again it would get back to it but it's not something that I necessarily like to do mm-hmm. um and we'll say that uh well like rewind a little bit because mm-hmm. uh yeah like I just started like doing stuff with a brick laptop and then I was like oh shit Facebook Facebook had just got popping and shit and mm-hmm. people are not utilizing it the way I felt like it should be utilized like people were not posting videos on Facebook at the time that I was doing it yeah like people were not doing shit like that if people were posting videos it was like on world star you know what i mean like world star and shit like that like those those kind of pages were posting random videos and shit like that but people people live being going live on the internet was not a thing like none of that was so i'm like i don't know one day i just was like i had an instrumental on and i was like hmm i'm in my bag (laughs) period goddamn cars out there and i just did and i just i started rapping in 2010 yeah, the first time I ever started rapping was 2010. And then I just, shit, one day I was just like, you know what? People need to see this. <laughs> yeah. So wait, so are you still rapping? Are you making music? Is there Mojang music that exists? I don't make music. Um, it's funny because I always got asked that question because I would post so much too. Like I would always be posting some new content online. People would be like, oh, when are you going to drop an album? When are you going to drop a mix? When are you going to drop this? Blah, blah, blah. And that is actually the reason why I chose not to was because I'm not the type of person that like the supply and demand was something that I could not uh, keep up with. Um, mm-hmm. It was for sucking the fun out of it, like for me, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. was supposed to just because it was fun, because it was an outlet for me to vent. And yeah, people just kind of like were pressuring me to like continue doing it, to like drop music. It was like every time I got onto online it was like somebody in my dm somebody in my comments somebody like you know what i mean it was it was a lot at the time too um because like i said you know it was a lot of going viral you know world star and like i could some legit i couldn't even go out and people were like oh shit you're mo like it was it was it was a very crazy time and i'm not even saying that's so dope like i'm not even saying that to like really toot my own horn or anything like that but it was a very crazy time for me like now it's a little bit more easier to maneuver um, I have actual friendships with a lot of people now, but like then, like I said, people didn't know me. So like, it was just a, a weird time of like being able to maneuver and still hang out and 
you know, but with without the pressure of the, I guess the quote unquote industry that was like available at the time to us. Because back then, like, I know, you know, Team Next and all them was around, obviously they're pioneers in the game and, um, you know, Kid Jones and, you know, I think Dre Prince was even doing some shit like back then. I'm trying to think of like all the people who was like really popping back then, but, um, and who still, you know, are, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that shit was crazy. Like it was, it was cool. Like I just decided to do it. And then, yeah, like I, I decided not to make music because like I said, people just sucked the fun out of it for me. And I just was like, not trying to do it, but that's kind of like how I even got into like, um, the music industry now. And like the, the hand that I have in it now was because if I could do that for me, if I could create noise and hype around me mm-hmm. and I'm not even somebody that wants it, like I want to use that blueprint for for someone else who does want it. Yeah. And kind of like how it went from that to this. Exactly. So how did you and Tita like become friends? Because y'all are like besties. Like y'all are real friends. Yeah, that's my that's that's my best friend. It's it's actually funny because um funny story. <laughs> yeah. I first met Tita, I hated him. Like, hate is a strong word, but I thought he was the most cocky, egotistic, like. I may or may not have heard that from others, edgy. Like, I I couldn't stand him. And this was, it's funny, because it was kind of like, it wasn't necessarily a known thing like that, but like, I was always very vocal. Like, I really didn't give a fuck. Like, I would, and shit, he knew it too. (laughs) Yeah. But too, and I don't know, one one day we just started talking on Facebook. Like, we just, like, I think him I reached out to him one day and and we just like I don't know was being friendly online and turns out we just I don't know we clicked we had a lot in common it was it was just cool and I think the first time I ever met him in person we both were at like a video shoot like I had asked to be in a video Mm -hmm. I I think it was like 2011 I think maybe 2010 2011 like I had got asked to be in a music video and he just so happened to be there and I remember we didn't really even talk either. We just like looked at each other and we like in disgust. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even really talk or anything like that. But um, that was the first time I met him. And then one of my homegirls ended up being friends that was friends with him and like knew him growing up and everything. Mm-hmm. And one day I was with her and she was like, let's go pick up Tita. And funny, because at that time I was driving like a, uh, I think it was like a 1994 white Ford Focus, like the the car that the seat like, oh, you know, yes. like, down like <laughs> I was driving I literally went and go went to go pick him up and we went to fucking McDonald's and we ate and shit and it was it was a good time and like literally ever since then like yeah we just clicked we was with each other all the time like hanging out I mean shit he would come over to my apartment we'd be rapping me him soldier yeah. lyric like we would all just be in my house like rapping and shit like it was it was cool that's so dope. So how did you, so are, do you manage him? So that's actually a funny question because a lot of people are always like, oh, you're Tita's manager, yada, yada, yada. I do not manage Tita. I'm like, oh. I, do, I am Tita's artist liaison. And um, a lot of people don't really know the difference. Um, that is something that me and Tita kind of like came up with together mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I don't know. I know Tita the best. He, like I said, he's my best friend. So it, it like made sense because I, I knew where he came, like where he came from starting out. Yeah. Up to like now. So like, it just kind of made sense for it, that to like happen that way. But 
Uh, a lot of people will like misconstrue what I do as his manager because a lot of managers do the same things. Mm-hmm. However, what I do for Tita is more connecting the dots and, um, you know, people connecting. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I send, I do like production, sending out emails and all stuff. And don't get me wrong, like managers do do stuff like that. However, Tita has a, a, a hand in his own shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's the, one of the most independent artists that like I've ever like even came across, like does everything very hands-on with his career and everything, like makes his own decisions and all of that. Um, Mind you, you know, I'm more of the corporate aspect behind Tita. Um, So I'm kind of like the forefront, like you got to get through me to get to him kind of thing. Um, I'm his bodyguard. <laughs> Goddamn. But yeah, so I'm like, I w- no, nah, I'm, I'm definitely not his manager, but um, I do liaison a lot of things for him. I do yeah. connect a lot for him. Dope, dope. I love that. So how did you, I guess, just like, what was the moment that you kind of went from creating this shit for yourself and then deciding to help another artist? like friend or not like was it because of the friendship that you kind of took on this role before Tito was in the picture um I had a lot of artist friends Mm. a lot of artist friends I was getting invited to shows and everything because oh you look cool or I seen you know how to rap like come out and like I don't know I, I grew a lot of uh respect like people had a lot of respect for me and things that I say because I was very outspoken online and I just didn't sugarcoat shit and like I guess a lot of people hadn't came across like a woman that was like that um a lot of men like that at the time but like there was not really a woman that was doing shit like that um or that felt comfortable doing stuff like that mm-hmm. and um so yeah so like I don't know I just kind of um I kind of created that for my like I said for myself um in order to help other people but I don't know I don't necessarily say that it was like an idea to do to to do it originally. Yeah. It fell in my lap, like I, I and it's it's so weird to say that because, yeah, like I, I just it wasn't planned. It, I never planned to like do any of this, uh, get any of the connections that I have now or anything like that. It was just kind. Of, I like to say that I'm blessed. I'm just blessed with genuine people that are around me, talented, talented fucking friends. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I do enjoy what I do, but it's it's, it's funny because a lot of people are like, "What do you do?" <laughs> and I like to say, "What don't I do?" Period. You do all the things. Like I, I don't like I said I don't, the, from the very beginning. Like I don't like to box myself in. Like, oh, okay, you need to because I you know I dabble in cosplay too. I design my own costumes and everything. Like I've had artists reach out to me, and I mean I produce some of Tita's videos and like I, like I said I've had other artists reach out to me like for costume design and shit like that and I also do graphic design I do artist development like I do everything like I don't want to ever like I said box myself into like one thing because I feel like that limits my potential exactly so where did this come from like this sense of self-awareness because I talked about this um a couple interviews ago I talked to someone who is very confident has always had this um and I've talked a lot about the fact that I had to like teach myself to be this way like literally I feel like I didn't have I don't know It, it took me after high school post 
reproducing a fucking human to be like damn like you don't know who the fuck you are and there's pieces but like nigga we gotta integrate these pieces so where did all of this come from like what were you listening to as a kid like what inspired you growing up like creatively I was listening to like I've always been a very emotional person if you ask lyric lyric was lyric used to call me emo like he literally just be like emo Cause I'm like, I'm a very, very like sad. I, I, it's, it's, I don't want to say sad person, but like I be in my bag a lot. Like I'm a, I, I overthink a lot. Like, and it's, I have anxiety. <laughs> that's why me and that's why me and Tyler get along. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. I be a lot. even as a child, like I used to shit, my mom would piss me off. I would write poetry and tape it to my door so she could see it type shit. Like it was, it was like that. Like I was, <laughs> hear that I fucking that, love that like I have always been very my feelings like I don't know if it's because I'm the middle child and I felt like a lot of times you know my my brother and my sister my sister's younger than me and my brother's older but they were athletes and I was not I was the oh I'm in choir I do arts and theater you know what I mean like I was that person and so like I always felt like an outsider I guess because yeah. I'm not gonna say it was necessarily frowned upon but like a lot of the times they say people like that don't make it or we have a slim chance of making it. You know what I mean? So I felt like I always had to be like that, especially when I like I was like I said, even as a young age, I was very sure of who I was creatively. And I was never going to let somebody like tell me that, oh, I couldn't be successful in, in those avenues. And so, um, yeah, I mean, like I, growing up, like I listened to a lot of R&B. I listened to a lot of rap. Um, I listened to a lot of R&B though, like, and it was like sad shit. You know what I mean? Like shit I shouldn't even be listening to, shit that I don't even, didn't even relate to at the time. I was not, first of all, I didn't even have no relationships in, in high school. I'm like, I, I wasn't having sex, no, none of that. I wasn't thinking about none of that. So like, it was crazy. The, the fact that I was like listening to music like that and had no correlation to my life whatsoever. Yeah. And so, but yeah, like I just had always been this, very uh like empathetic like soul and like I just always had a lot of feelings and um shit sometimes if I didn't if I wasn't so outspoken about them like I probably wouldn't be here right now like a lot of people struggle you know talking about their feelings because they feel like it comes from like a place of weakness mm -hmm. and like I always felt like me being outspoken about it was um a, a place of strength you know and you know be, me being able to um get on the internet and express my feelings. And um, I actually started out, um, I, it was like a movement that I created back in the day. It was called Outcast of the In Crowd. And like, I had wristbands, like I had- a, Those like, are the wristbands. Oh, so I'm so happy you said that. So my sister, Danny, um, she um, told me to tell you that she still has the wristband and the note that you wrote with it. I'm I'm crying. That is so old. I don't even have a wristband myself. That makes me happy. <gasps> that is I, so dope. So tell me about the movement then. Yeah. So um, I was very like anti-bullying because growing up, I did get bullied. Um, I've always been on the heavier side, and I always dressed differently than what people were dressed. Like I said, even even in high school, middle school, I was wearing windbreakers and shit. Like I looked like I came out the '80s. And people just thought that was weird at the time. It wasn't cool until like after we all graduated, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I always felt like I was very ahead of, ahead of my time. And so like, 
you know, I, like I said, me being heavier and stuff, you know, I used to got, get called fat. I was never, uh, I was never the type of girl that was uh, focused on boys either at that time. Like I didn't even start shaving my legs till I was like a freshman. Like Thank that you. type, of, wasn't worried about it because like I had other aspirations and shit going on in my mind mm -hmm. versus like physical appearance and things like that. Yeah. And so um, I created Outcast of the In Crowd because I always felt like that's what I was. Like people always, people liked me. It was weird because people liked me. People fucked with me, but to a certain extent. Oh, Like yeah. I always like, you know, I could sit in the in crowd, but like at the end of the day, like I'm on the outskirts. And so, yeah, I came up with Outcast of the In Crowd and, you know, I, I always would rant about like anti-bullying and that's kind of where my, my uh, I'm sorry, my activists um, started coming out. Mm -hmm. I think that was like 2010 when I did that. And so like I, I sold these wristbands. I think they were like a dollar. I sold them for like a dollar. Um, and I created like a, a nice, like a, like a PDF form, I guess, or whatever, mm -hmm. like a certificate that came with it. And it had like my, the statement, like the mission, the mission of what wearing that wristband even meant. And it was cool because like people from all over, like all over, like I'm talking about all over the U.S., overseas, like we're buying it. Like that's how much like influence I had on the internet at the time. Like it was crazy. Um, and yeah, that shit went viral too. Like people was buying it. People was like into it, hashtagging, outcast of the in crowd, you know, sharing my videos because a lot of the stuff that I rapped about at that time too was uh, shit of substance. Like I always rap substance, like. Uh, whether it be bullying or, you know, men uh, being predatory on young women. And because that, that also happened to me when I was young, you know, especially in this industry, like I was barely 18 and I had like 40 year old men, like trying to push up on me or trying to extort me or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and I knew other people was going through that too, whether they were women or men. And so, you know, that, that's kind of like where that movement came from. And you know, all my friends rallied around it, you know, wore it. I think I don't, I don't have Facebook right now, but if I was to reactivate it again, I have an album mm -hmm. that's called Outcast of the In Crowd and you can like go through it and see everybody that had one. It was all, all Team Next did, Soldier, Tyler, like everybody, everybody that I'm friends with now, like they, they had always been very supportive of that. And, um, you know, I was doing, I was organizing events back then too. Like I would hold uh, low pizza parties at the North Door downtown like I've, I've oh. done and they were all charity based like in order to get into these shits you had to bring clothes or one time it was canned foods you know what I mean like I, all, everything that I was ever associated with I wanted it to be um you know lucrative for the community yeah period so so where does that come from where does your like wanting to just be there for the community come from and build community in general uh, I mean, growing up in Austin, um, I feel like, you know, our generation in general um, has been the generation to like pave a lot of things. Um, I mean, especially when it comes to like gentrification and displacement and things like that for black and brown people. And, um, you know, I saw a lot of that growing up, especially whenever I was graduating and I was out on my own, I was able to venture out and actually see these things for myself because I wasn't so sheltered. Yeah. And it bothered me. It rubbed me wrong. It rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and I just knew that like, you know, people complain without solution. 
Like I wasn't going to be that person. I didn't want to be that person. Like I didn't, I wasn't rich. I didn't have everything. Um, but I was going to do what I could because it bothered me that much. And I didn't want to be the person that was online ranting about, Oh, this shit happened. This shit. But like, I wasn't doing nothing to like resolve it or attempt to, to resolve it. I mean, I'm one person. I can't save the world, but like, if I can save one person, like I was going to do that. And I did. Yeah. God, I love that. That's so dope. So, um, before we stop talking about like art and stuff like that, like, tell me about like this advice column situation. How did, like, what the fuck is that? Like, how did that come about? Yo, you did your research. This is like, you're literally bringing back. So I don't even talk about any of this stuff. Oh, well, I'm (laughs) glad. (laughs) I'm like, wow, you know me. No, I'm just Just a little bit. um, it was called Ask Mo. That also started on Facebook as well. That's crazy that you even brought that up. Like I'm geeking right now. Um, yeah, that kind of stemmed from the outcast of the in crowd as well. Um, Cause I had a lot of people in my, like my messages. Like I would, oh my God, it was like, thou- like I would have thousands of messages like all the time. Like, it was so hard to, de- to decipher all of those. And like, who was dudes just trying to, you know, slide in and who was people that really like, was reaching out on some like genuine shit and so starting the advice the advice column it was called askmo and you know people were able to you know message me directly through my advice column and uh they could either vent they could ask me for advice um you know i would post inspirational shit shit that i was going through that i felt like maybe somebody could relate to um and that correlated again with like the videos that i would post and stuff like that and um yeah like it was actually really cool i actually have a lot of uh like memories um about that like I actually had actually had some traumatizing memories about that which is crazy because a lot of people don't understand like being such a an open person like that or you know being for the community like there are some cons to that too because and it does affect your mental health sometimes because people pin you as like this savior and I never wanted to be like I, I and I, I like I never intended to be that you know what I mean but like certain people did view me as such and so like people would message me about like real life shit and dark shit that they was going through and it made me very vulnerable at the time because I was like I felt like I was I had everybody on my back like I was yeah. carrying weights for people and so um yeah actually it's, it's crazy because I actually did uh have one of my followers like commit suicide like after reaching out to me on some shit like it was like shit like that like it was it was very, um, it was like eye-opening, I guess, because it's like, it made me realize what I'm doing has purpose. And like, they, it's, it, they sent me a message before they did it too. And it was like, and I didn't, I didn't find out till like later on and I felt like shit. Like I felt like shit. I was like, wow, like this person really did what they did. And like, I felt like, I could have did more you know like I that's kind of like how how you feel when you have the savior complex is like everybody wants to be that person to be like oh I'm gonna I'm help out everyone blah, blah blah but they don't understand like some of those liabilities and risks that come with it and so um I ended up stopped doing the ask mo column because of that uh it was just like it, it took a it took a really large toll on me because I felt like damn like I like it was something that I couldn't uh, continue to do because it didn't feel right for people to like feel like they only had me mm-hmm. 
So like I kind of stopped doing the Ask Mo column and I kind of just brought it back to like my Mo Jane page. And I was just like, if you need me, I'm here. But, you know, I didn't want them to feel like I was the only one that was there. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's just like that, that shit was bitter as hell. But, um, you know, there was other successful stories behind that too um not just the sad ones because there were a couple of sad ones but there was a lot of happy ones too and so like I'm I'm very grateful that I was able to help some people or even attempt to help some people because at the end of the day like I'm I can't you can't save everyone unfortunately um but you know for the ones that I I did uh have a hand in like I'm like I said I'm just grateful yeah Man, that's so dope. And I love that you mentioned all of that because I was actually going to ask, <laughs> like with doing an advice column, like especially being an emotional person, um, as am I, a person who also has a savior complex, um, opening yourself up to, to everyone's burden, like regardless of your intentions, like that can be very fucking hard on someone. Like, especially like, oh, yeah. when you feel like, like damn like you want to help everyone but then you feel weary because like you can't and it's overwhelming you know yeah it's overwhelming especially and it's not someone you can physically touch and I think that was what was very hard for me is the fact that you know locally of course but like I had people from all over the world like all over the world people I couldn't get to you know what I mean like and if I could I would have but I was just not in the position at that time and sometimes when I look back on it, I'm like, if I was doing shit like that now, it would be very different. It would be very different, very differently. Um, do I have any regrets? No, I don't. Um, but like I said, I'm just grateful, you know, for the time and, you know, that that people did spend with me and like, should I have some, those followers that I've had back then, they, they're still here too. And it's crazy because it's like they, like I even had someone reach out to me a couple of weeks ago, like, oh shit, like I, I still can't believe I like I didn't watch you grow up, damn near. Like people literally have watched me grow up in my adult life. Yeah. Like from eight years old, I'm about to be 30 in May. Like that's that's my adult life. You know what I mean? So like it's crazy that people have even like followed me for that time. And I'm not even talking about like following me like on social media. But like no, I'm talking either. about like who I am as a person and like following my growth, like it's, it's very like I said it's, again it's a very humbling experience that's so dope I like I really love that for you and I love too so so peeps if you don't know the first time that I properly met Mo Jane she gave me like this really good hug and I love hugs right like I am very emotional like I love touching people and I hate small talk I fucking hate it and I just like real connections with like real humans and uh, that just felt so good and like the fact that like you like you really are this way like you really are like a genuine ass person but it's very like self-aware and like sure of themselves like dog I commend that so much and when it's like literally women like you that I look to like for guidance and like to be like I am full or I my whole life I am surrounded by all these extroverts that I feel like don't understand me and I'm just here lonely kind of on the outskirts and like looking and trying to find like my way um 
So, but it's like people like you who are super unapologetic and have been doing this internet shit for a long time. And people like my sister, Danny, who is also very unapologetic and the list can go on. Um, but I just think that is, that is like my favorite because I don't have this thing, right? Um, and even trying to like navigate these media spaces or whatever, like I don't have the thing that makes me comfortable with, um, with I guess giving myself like yeah like because I'm very very I'm very sensitive and I am very emotional and I will get wrapped up in someone's life like immediately you know like if they tell me a sad story or if I feel like I'm in the position to help but so all of that being said right how what advice do you have for creatives who are looking to uh, to network but also build like genuine connections with genuine humans like doing shit man my, the best advice i could give is don't reach out to people only when you need something um that's something that i have learned along the way um any of the connections or friendships that i have now were strictly based off oh shit we have shit in common and we have a good time around each other and now we're all successful, have our own, uh, have our own, uh, you know, um, I don't even know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Like we all ha have our own lanes that we're in and a lot of them intersect now too. So I'm like, I think, like I said, my best advice would be, you know, don't reach out to people only when you need something, reach out because you genuinely care and like want to have these connections. Um, and especially in this business aspect, like when everything is business to us, like every single thing, like, and that's actually a complex that, you know, me and Tita have to deal with too is, you know, we were friends first and, you know, getting into business with someone is like getting into bed with them. You know what I mean? So like, it turns into just business sometimes. Like sometimes you have to, you leave the friendship aspect out of it. And that's not fun. It's not, it's, it's not fun to feel like someone is only, uh, reaching out to you because y'all have a job to do. You know what I mean? Like, I want my job to, I want my job with you is to be your friend. Like, you know what I mean? Like for you to reach out to me when you uh, need something in an emotional aspect and a mental aspect, not just because, oh, do you know who can get me on a show? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like those are not connections that people normally want to make. Exactly. And it's crazy because a lot of people like do make those connections and you can definitely tell the difference between like you and all your peeps and like kind of other people because there's longevity it's like longevity literally like when when it's real and you can really see that and that is just more for you people want to do more for you whenever it's um you know when it's pure yeah. like I've, I've had people that I've met like for example, like ACL, like ACL happened and I did a lot of the production um, stuff for Tita that um, that he couldn't do or whatever. And um, I met people through BMI, which is like a huge publishing company. And, you know, that started off as business. Like I'm talking about, I met you through an email, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're emailing back and forth and then ACL gets here and I meet you in person. And it's like, oh shit, we, you, you're who I've, been, who I've been talking to this whole time. And like, now me and Lindsay, who's the social media manager at BMI, like we text, you know what I mean? She's coming down for South by, she hits me up like, oh shit, you know, I'm coming down for South by, like, let's hang out. Like, you know what I mean? Like those, those kind of interactions can happen too. But like, I also feel like you can't be someone that's new to it and 
maneuver that way. You know what I mean? So like yeah, it's yeah. it's nor here or there, but you know, it's just it's just being careful and like like I said, just not reaching out to people just when you need something and just being genuine and like for like forgetting the business aspect of things sometimes because I feel like when we talk so much about like artistry and like the music industry, everything is just so fake. You know what I mean? Everything and when I say fake, I don't mean like uh like I don't mean that in the in a way where like people are snakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean like in a way that it's kind of like we have to have these connections just because. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it shouldn't like when when we do stuff like that, it's like taking the human aspect out of life. And it, it and it's just like I said, it's not fun, it's draining. So like that that's just what it what it would be. Exactly. Oh, I love that. So I'm gonna pivot a little bit. So a lot of what we talk about here on this podcast is like mental health and because it is a journey and healing is not fucking linear and it is so ghetto and <laughs> all the things. So uh, yeah. how how do you how do you take care of your mental health? Like what does taking care of Mojane's mental health look like? Um and uh taking care of my health is I like to hike. I like to rollerblade. I like to be outside. I like to feel grounded. Um, Cause like I said, I, I am a very, very, very emotional person. I'm sensitive as fuck. Like it, like I'm a crier. I will cry. <laughs> Listen, cry. You know what I mean? Like, and it won't even be nothing serious. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I like to stay grounded. I like to be outside. I like to take my socks off and put my, my feet in the, in the, in the dirt. You know what I mean? Like to do, I do like to do stuff like that to like yeah. feel one with the world around me. Yes, um, especially when we talk about social media, like our whole life as of now is phones, computers, all of that shit. So I'm like, sometimes it's, it's not healthy for me to be online as much as I feel like I have to, because a lot of my uh, revenue comes from it. Mm-hmm. A lot obviously marketing like what I do my business my services and that like I have to do that but like sometimes I have to like step away and like do things that make me happy outside of that because like we are going into like the metaverse you know what I mean where everything's going to be VR and I just don't want to lose like I said the human aspect of like who I am the physical the physicality of who I am and so um yeah when it comes to my mental health I do that um, also I'm very vocal. I, I like to be very vocal about how I feel. Um, I feel like if you're not being vocal, you're not a good communicator. Um, so that's like one of my red flags too, when it comes to people, like if you're not someone that likes to talk about your feelings or, or things like that, like you're probably not the best person for me to be around because like I said, it, that can be draining to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, um, not necessarily say like, Oh, every time I talk to you, it has to be something negative and you know, you always got to vent, you know what I mean? But um but like real know, human conversations like I said be outward about how I feel because like at the end of the day like if you're bottling shit up like what's that gonna do for you you won't get to a point where it's just like a boiling point and like you just lash out or like whatever and like I said I've I've it's it's crazy because I've always been the type of person that was like I went through my depressive stages let's just say that like I went through depressive stages I've had some shit happen to me in my life that you know, I don't even like to speak on, but like everybody goes through shit. I don't like to feel like I'm the only one. And the fact that I am vocal about it and people can give it back to me and reciprocate that energy and be like, you know what? That shit happened to me too. 
and then we make a joke out joke about it or we cope with a fucking meme you know what i mean like that's that's the cool thing about the internet though i'm not i will cool thing about the internet is that we can touch people um through the internet that we wouldn't necessarily be able to touch um you know in person or you know sometimes people feel more comfortable venting behind the screen versus like you know having this face-to-face interaction and if that's what makes you comfortable then that's like i feel like that's what you need to do for sure i love that so how do you self-care like what does that look like besides like your outside life or is that like what you do because that is my self-care like i earth in the backyard like literally barefoot in the backyard just laps all day or ride bikes and all the things like is that in general like do you think is that how you take care of yourself i think that's definitely how i take care of myself that is like like i do that every sunday like every sunday i mean i skate i I rollerblade every day, like every day. Like I'm, I don't care if it's for 15 minutes. I'm rollerblading every single day, just cause like feeling the the wind in my hair, like feeling it on my skin. Oh, it just it just does something to me. But like my self care definitely looks like a blunt. Goddamn. <laughs> I'm like my self care looks like a blunt, a bath, a face mask, uh, binge watching a, some TV. Like sometimes my self care looks like me by myself. You know what I mean? Like I sometimes do have to go through moments where I isolate myself because sometimes I am so focused on everyone around me that I do forget to take care of myself or I do forget to cater to my feelings and how I'm feeling. And um, so, yeah, sometimes my self-care does feel like isolation. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing um, when it's in a controlled environment. For sure. So how do you like create boundaries? Like since you are there for everyone and you wear so many hats like creatively like how do you create boundaries and like really like say no man that took me that actually took me a very uh that took me a while to master to be honest I used to be a not necessarily a yes man but like it was hard for me to tell people no especially with how I started out with you know oh, the advice column and, you know, the outcast of the in crowd, it was always like, I had to be available to people because that's what I was presenting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, after I stopped doing the advice column and all that, I had to shift that energy um, and introduce a new side of me that people weren't necessarily um, like hip on. So, um, you know, and it was weird because I did get some backlash. Um, I did, I actually got a lot of backlash at one point. Um, people were just like, change, like you're not, who you are anymore like you know and and it just became a part where that also was like self-care to me because it did it does take a toll on you and so like I had to create these boundaries with people and let them know like dude I'm I'm a person you know what I mean like I'm one person like I can't hold like there's this there's this saying that I used to say it was like if I had to choose between the world and what it had to offer me and you what would you do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I'm a girl, I'm pick what's out there. You know what I mean? Like, I can't choose you over something that's bigger than both of us. And so like, I, yeah, like creating, creating those boundaries did take me a while to like enforce. But like I said, yeah, I've always been very unapologetic uh, about anything that I've done or said. I don't really have any regrets. Um, <laughs> so I have some regrets now. <laughs> I'm like, I have I'm like, I just, I don't know, like saying no came easy to me after a while because I was so used to like um, the internet just being so raw and ruthless. You know what I mean? Like I, you would like, shoot, if you, if you ask Tita, I would always be like, 
man, I can't, people are like talking shit to me under my post. Like they're saying I suck or like, oh, like, you know, say, just saying mean things to me. Like, and it was weird because it, it was weird to me because I always came from a place of love. You know what I mean? Like I was never just talking shit to people or making fun of people. I was never that person. It was just always happening to me. Yeah. And so, you know, in, in the social media age, like that shit was happening to me often. Like, and I would be on the internet, like talking shit back to people like fuck you like meet me outside like I was I was a fucking keyboard warrior like going going at it with people that that were fucking nobody or like people that were envious or jealous you know what I mean so like that that shit had like that shit helped me learn how to toughen up my skin and you know um evade like negative so many negative thoughts at one point and being able to like be like you know what I choose me first so no oh Yes, period. I love that so much. So what is one thing that you think you could improve on when it comes to your mental health? Oh my. <laughs> one thing that I could improve on? I think the overthinking aspect. I think I get in my head a lot, especially when I do go through my isolation moments mm-hmm. where I start questioning like everything, like especially me getting older now. Um actually have an example (laughs) I'm like this week has actually been a very trying week for me especially with South by and stuff coming up I have like actual obligations (laughs) uh, that I have to do I have deadlines that I have to meet and shit like that so and then on top of that I have to deal with my personal life Mm -hmm. and dealing with personal work and like learning how to balance both of those like it does get difficult sometimes and so like when both of those things are colliding at one point uh I do get in my head and I just like oh man, I'm about to be 30. I'm, I don't, I'm not in a serious relationship. I don't got no kids. All my friends are married. I like, like literally all these thoughts are like, they just start going through my head and it like escalates from there. And yeah, it's just, it's sometimes it's just not good, but, um, you know, sometimes you got to step back and be like, this shit don't got a time frame on it. We can die tomorrow. We can die tomorrow, but I don't know that for a fact. So like, I'm not going to put a timeline on, um, traditional shit. We'll say, we'll call it traditional shit because, you know, especially coming, like I'm Mexican. I don't know if you knew that I'm Mexican and like coming from a Hispanic household, like a traditional Mexican woman would have been married by now, would have had a, had a child by now, uh, would like necessarily wouldn't be working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they would clean cleaning the house and stuff like that and you know sometimes I do feel like I have those outside pressures from my family but like at the end of the day like if that's not what makes me happy or what is in line with what I got going on like I have people all the time like well what why why are you not you know with somebody or why 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 don't you have this or do that you know what I mean and it's just like I don't fucking timeline for none of this shit you know what I mean like I'm just gonna enjoy my life like I just want to be happy in the moment and I feel like there's so many times where we just forget to enjoy like the present thinking so much about the future or like the past, like we lose these moments in between and like, it took me a while to learn that. And I don't want to, I don't want to go back to, I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to, you know, all always overthinking about, Oh, what's going to be like when I'm 35, what's going to be like when I'm 40. Cause it's a continuous cycle until I'm dead. You know what I mean? And like, don't nobody have time for that. And that, 
that shit right there will eat you alive. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I had one of the, I had that moment, one of those moments this week and I had to like bogard myself and be like, girl, what did we just talk about? You know what I mean? Like we just talk about like, you know, and, and the only thing that is different now is that I am self-aware. Like I can have that accountability for myself and be like, you already know this. And that's the first step. You know what I mean? Like being aware of where you're at mentally, where, where you uh, see yourself and things like that, or like knowing who, like just who you are in general. Like, I feel like a lot of that helps, but I mean, that shit is easier said than done. Yeah. Oh, you are so dope. Like you are really my people, man. And I like appreciate you so much (laughs) for talking to me, dog. Like seriously, seriously. But before we wrap up, right. I have a couple of rapid fire questions that if you could answer them, like as quick as possible, um, that'd be great. I usually give people, I give people a couple seconds, but I'll give you maybe like three or four. Right. Um, so very quickly, what song do you have on repeat right now? What song I repeat? Awesome nights like this. I get (laughs) okay. This like apparently it's old, but like I'm always listening to like the artists that I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like I sometimes don't have time to like listen to other shit. But yeah, on some nights like this by Kalani. Kalani, period. Yeah, and then uh, Q. Yeah, it's an artist named Q. Take me where your heart is. That's that's another song I have on repeat right now. Oh my god, oh, it's an R and B song. Uh, yeah, it's an R and B song. It's 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 so good. It's like very uh, like I've I've been very like I've always been into jazz music and like soul like soul tree kind of songs. So like it's one of those. Like it's uh, it's just Ooh, such a. It's called Q. What or his name is. Yeah, his name is just Q. Uh huh. I'll take me where your heart is. It's such a good song that I will definitely be looking for that because I stand a sultry R&B song. Listen, um, oh, what's your favorite thing about yourself? My favorite thing about myself? I think, I think it's my look. <laughs> oh, man. Definitely my look. Like, I don't know. I be, I look in the mirror a lot. I hate to say it. <laughs> Gemini I, shit. Like, because I, I just have like this trademark look and like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I can appreciate it how I look because I just and the only reason I say that is because like it wasn't always favor favorable to me like I used to be very insecure about that and so like if that's one thing that I can appreciate now and like cater and cater to myself in that aspect it's telling myself that I like the way I look I like who I am and who I am does have to do with like my physical appearance yeah oh I Man, I, I fucking stand. I swear. So, like, this is literally what I want to talk about all day. This is, man. So, what's your favorite project you've ever worked on, personal or like otherwise? My favorite project that I've ever worked on probably had to be the the art exhibit that me and Tita threw together with uh, Key. And that shit was really cool. Um, that was actually one of the biggest things that we've ever done together. Um, it was something that I got to like really just like have a hand in as far as like organizing like uh sorry can you hear me okay yeah Yeah, just like organizing a uh like a classy event like I'm I'm very much so like into commercializing and like corporate vibe especially for like artsy stuff because a lot of people are not doing that or like touching on to that so 
uh, the art exhibit that we threw last year in April was like dress code enforced. Like it was very formal. We had like little mimosas, champagne, charcuterie boxes, artwork. It was it was cool. Like I got to create some artwork and like I created the chandelier. Like it was it was cool. That was probably one of the the best projects that I the best and biggest projects that I ever worked on. And it really showed me um, like what kind of potential I actually had, especially when given a budget. Yeah. That was like, or had like a big budget, like of a couple thousand dollars, like really get some shit done. And yeah, like it just, like I said, it showed me, okay, cool. Like, I mean, unfortunately money does rule a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it just showed me like what I could do and like what I was capable of doing. So like that was probably one of the one of the best things that I've I've done oh, to date. Dope. Are y'all bringing it back? Are y'all running it back this year? That was actually uh, an art exhibit that we created for Tita's rollout for his album. Oh. So yeah, that was all based around Tita's album. So his album. Whole art exhibit was, you know, it was in partnership with the Cultural Arts Division. You know, I got a grant from them to do that. So yeah, we did we did that for Tita. Uh, shout out Key for, you know, having a, a big hand in that. Um, but yeah, it, it was like, it just touched on, you know, what it was like being a Black music artist in Austin, Texas. And it really showed where he was from. And it was nice because, you know, like I said, us being so close, like I was able to like really um, like show that, like we were really able to like show that through um, expression of like art. Yeah. Oh, so dope. I love that. So what oh iMovie or Final Cut Pro iMovie or Final Cut Pro yeah neither (laughs) I'm like neither I'm gonna use Canva (laughs) god damn that was another question Adobe or Canva I'm like I'm gonna use Canva I I fuck with it I do like Adobe though I do like Adobe um I really like them so in the aspect of contracts and like editing documents and shit like that, signing uh, contracts and I don't know, like more more of like the the admin mm-hmm. corporate aspect of Adobe. I, I fuck with Adobe, but yeah, I I like to use Canva. Um, I've I've used Final Cut Pro a couple of times. It's just a learning curve. There's a learning curve there, and sometimes I'm like, mm, I already know how to fit with this. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. <laughs> period man that's so dope i love me some canva listen oh what three who are your three favorite artists from the city from the city mm-hmm. uh y2 who okay listen so jedi mentioned him when i was talking to him tyler and i just i forgot that we talked about this y2 person and i've heard their name a lot around and the other day on spotify um i think i'm listening to jay soldier or something and then randomly like y2 comes on dog fucking phenomenal like how have i never heard of this human y2 is one of the biggest pioneers from the city like he's probably one of the artists who who has done the most um and is probably one of the most successful artists out of the city. Um, you know, I've known him for a very long time too. I, I look up to him. Uh, he believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And, you know, I'm gonna continue to support him, but definitely Y2. If you ain't heard Us by Y2 or Yanarchy by Y2, I'm gonna need you to go listen to that shit. Is that Here, right? No, dog, those are two songs that Tyler like sent me after yeah. I posted him. Oh, so Y2, I can't even name three because I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, because I'm gonna name a couple. Y2, T. Right, 
Jedi. Um, yeah, YTT to Jedi. Uh, damn, I had another one in my head and I don't remember what it was now. So I guess that is three. And I'm not, you know what's funny is I ain't even gonna be, because uh, obviously I talk about Tita a lot, but I ain't even gonna cap. Like, I am very unbiased when it comes to my friend's music. Like, I will tell you if that shit is trash. But the fact that Tita, oh, and, and Soldier, Tita and Soldier are the two people in my life who I, I, who I created, you know, friendships with because they didn't suck. <laughs> Man. Crazy, like, I, I really am not, like, there's people I have friends that I'm friends with a lot of artists that I don't listen to their music. I support them, of course, but I don't listen to their music. And that's just, that's not, uh, that's not to say that they're not good or whatever. It's just music I don't vibe with. But like, honestly, like Y2, Tita, Jedi, and, and Soldier, like their music is something that I could always listen to. It, it was something that I could vibe with. But then again, we have personal like connections. We got shit in common. Like, so obviously they're making music that correlates to who I am. So, exactly. but yeah, their, their music is shit that I actually bump like on a daily. Man, I love that too. And okay, so do you think that the trajectory of you and Tita's friendship would be the same if you didn't fuck with his music? I don't know. Probably, I don't, maybe. I'm like, I, I, I actually no, I, I do think so. Because um, like I said, we were friends for a long time before I had even had any type of hand in his music career. Like any type yeah. of hand. Like I was, I was always there but I never like knew anything really about it. I mean, I knew a lot about it, but like I never had a hand in it or anything like that. So I, I definitely do feel like we would still have had that uh, dynamic because shit, we hung out. Shit, I mean, shit for like, I think maybe like a year, me and Tito would meet for uh, every Thursday, every Thursday to go eat wings at Dirty Martins. Like every Thursday. That's I'm like, um, we was definitely getting fat together. Um, <laughs> that shit was cool, but... You know, Tita has a family now, and I, I just, I love seeing him in love, and, you know, they got my godson, Butter, and shit, and I just, I'm very, so much happy for where he is and where he's going, and I'm just happy that he has allowed me to, you know, um, even have any type of hand in what he does, and my friends, too, like, my friends, my other friends, like, Tyler, Soldier, uh, Y2, like, all, like, all of them, like, they be reaching out to me, they respect me as a person, they respect my mind, my uh what I have to offer and it's like I said it's never been that's something that I can appreciate uh, any of my relationships have never just been what can I get from you you know what I mean it's always been very genuine um and that's really hard to find in a dynamic of female and uh of male and women relationships you don't find because it's always like oh well, you're trying to fuck and you know what I mean like shit like that like I was glad that I was able to create these boundaries with people not that anybody has ever tried me like that but um I was glad that we were able to create boundaries like that um especially being a woman in the industry um it's very hard sometimes because people will try to like extort you or you know be like I said be predatorial and, and see what they can get out of you or you know try to um like buy, uh, sell you a dream you know what I mean but like you gotta and so um yeah, I can, I can appreciate anybody that I've ever had, like, some kind of hand in, in their stuff. And if I have had a hand in their stuff, it's because I genuinely believed in them and because they also have believed and helped me in aspects, too, in my career. Yeah. So how has, 
I guess these experiences like with maybe predatory men in the industry or people that um, want to take advantage or extort you like how has that changed the way you move like within the industry honestly I because a lot of people I've heard nobody's really said to me <laughs> but I have heard things um that people have said like oh you know she's not that friendly um when it comes to like the business aspect of things mm -hmm. and those kind of situations have changed the way I maneuver um but it's almost because I have to um especially being a woman in the industry men will try to undermine you like there's been times where I have put my foot down about something and they'll go behind my back and go ask the artist instead and thank and like I just thank God that I have people on my team that respect me and they'll first person to check someone before I have to and so and like I said a lot of times it's, it's men doing that men will try to be like oh well you know I, I I'm not going to take her answer I'm going to go see if I can get it get the answer I want somewhere else and so um yeah those those kind of situations that have happened um either I've had to say and two I still say so even, even if my uh even if they try to check them for me or whatever, um, I will still say something out because at the end of the day, like I feel like I'm my own voice. And while I appreciate people, you know, um, trying to like take up for me and things like that, like I still feel like those things need to be handled in in an aspect where I'm letting you know, like, hey, I'm not the one to like to to try in those aspects because like I'm serious about what I do and I love what I do and I'm not gonna let you try to like little bro me or like any of that especially when I have had a hand in a lot of the shit that people are doing right now I'm very I've been a very behind the scene a very behind the scene person for years and I a lot of the time I don't even get credit for a lot of the shit I do and I the thing of and the thing about it is like I never needed the credit you know what I mean like I don't do this shit because oh I want people to know I want people to know what the fuck I do that's why people are so in the dark now they don't even know what the fuck I do because it's not for you to know yeah. for me to do because one, it, I make bread. <laughs> one, two, it puts money in my pockets. And because I genuinely care about the people that I fuck with and the people that I believe in and the people that I support and the people that I just see going places. I love that, man. And it's just so rare because there are so many people that only fuck with people because they want something out of them or they want to see where their connection with whoever can take them and there are a lot of people who like will fake it till they make it but don't even be trying to make it to somewhere that's like a genuine place or like an authentic place so like had that happened to me before I've had people tell me no and then they find who I know and now they trying to like oh oh they mean and it's like I, that honestly, I, and that's funny because I would always say this: like, people don't fuck with Mo until they know who Mo Jane is, and it's crazy. Like sometimes I, yeah, I'm Mo Jane, but I'm also Mo. You know what I mean? Like I'm Mo the person. You know, the Mo Jane is more of like an entity, like a brand. You know what I mean? And like then there's just Mo, and that's who I want people to respect, and that's who I want people to know. And I, I don't always have the opportunity to do that, but you know. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to have these friendships. Like I'm, and I think that's uh long, like you said earlier, like longevity, longevity is a thing. And so like, I think that who people have been friends with for like, if, if you could, if you see someone and they're 
like they've had those same friends for so long or they've always been in that same crowd for so long I feel like that says a lot about somebody yeah. it's like you build that rapport you know what I mean so I'm like I can respect anybody that I've seen even if I personally don't have like a friendship or a connection with you like I can I can respect anybody that's um that has that same dynamic with their with their friendships for sure Ugh. I just stand dog like literally for real so to close out right what who is Mo what give me three things about Mo that you would like the world to know that is separate from your brand or maybe what people see like initially like when they see like your look or like the people that you hang around or so like who who is Mo who are you at your core I'm like a nerd I'm very nerdy um I'm like very into like DC and Marvel I have a lot of comics I collect comics I collect Funko Pops um I like to go to the comic book store I cosplay that's one of the things that I really like to do I like to cosplay and design and um I'm just a collector of sorts. I collect magnets. <laughs> I collect, uh, I go to Comic-Cons, you know what I mean? Like I do stuff like that. That's what, and you know, that's, it's cool. Cause I like, I like people to see that, that side of me too. Um, because it's like very carefree and fun. And like, sometimes I feel like a lot of people think I'm very like serious and, um, and, and in, in ways I can be, especially, like I said, when we're correlating it to like the music industry and stuff like that. But like, I, I do like people to like know the know, know those kind of things. Like I am a fun person. Like I am, I'm goofy as fuck. You know what I mean? Like I like to laugh and you know, I think that's who I am though. Like at the end of the day when I come into my house and I lock that door, like I'm sitting here smoking a blunt reading a comic. I'm watching some anime. Um, I'm finna go watch Batman right now. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I love that. And I love that you let me hear your story. Damn, like, it really makes me feel so like humbled that like, honestly, I, I don't know if Tyler told you, but after the interview, and I told him this right after, like, I just bawled my eyes out. Like, I fucking love connecting with humans. And like, after this, I'm literally gonna like bawl my eyes out because like, it just makes me so happy to know that humanity is not dead first of all but that I don't know that they're just people huh? hey, I said I said I fuck around and cry with you have you ever seen that chance uh the chance the rapper meme he's like girl don't cry I'll cry with you because yes, listen I will like but just to know that there's people like on the planet, like in your fucking city, from the city, which is so, I'm so glad to know that you're from this city, right? Um, but from the city that like really overall are working towards a lot of the same goals, like that shit is just fucking dope. And I am so humbled to be able to talk to you, girl, because honey, you are like, you the one, like you, like more than any other person in this city. And that's like not an exaggeration. Like when, you are the reference like for real like people really fuck with you or pretend to at least um right, and... no, I really appreciate that because um you know I feel like 
like I said, in this day and age, like we don't, we don't really hear these words of affirmations as much as we need to. And, you know, while I like to say, oh, I don't need credit for shit, blah, blah. Like, it's nice to hear that people say nice things about me. <laughs> no, like. Most of the time when people tell me, they're like, hey, they said that you was like hard to approach. <laughs> That's normally what I hear. I never hear the good shit. <laughs> I'm like, so I want to hear that people are saying good things about me. And, you know, because I, I really do hope that I'm, I'm moving with love, like always. Like, I feel like I do, um, you know, I can't help what other pe other people perceive, unfortunately. But like, I, I really do just want to move with love with everything that I do, with people that I touch. Oh, I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. And I will definitely talk to you soon. I definitely hope to see you during South By at some point because I'm definitely going to be active. So yeah. I can't wait. Yes. Oh, well, have a good night. Have fun with all your deadlines and work and... Hopefully gotta work get... EPK right now too. <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I like thank you so much for having me. Thank you for talking to me. Like nobody ever really asked about like who I am and like it. This is it's crazy because it's like I've done other inter interviews before, but like nobody ever asked me like these personal questions of like who I am. And like sometimes I feel like I do need to 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 talk about those kind of things because shit, I I don't talk about it. So shit, half the time I'm like, wait. Like I said, who am I? Like in the very beginning, when we first started, I'm like, shit, I don't even know. So I'm like this, this conversation helped me out a lot. Like figure out like, damn, these are things that I haven't talked about in years. You know what I mean? And they are like things that have created this person who I am today. Yeah. And I think it's just important. Like our stories, like the art reflects the story all the time. So like without knowing the full story, like I feel like we're always just kind of ingesting half of the art. So I'm just so happy. Thank you so much, girl. Thank you. Thank you again. Of course. Well, have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to another episode of OG Says, where I, OG Adriana, say something about something. Y'all, so today, I know... This episode has been kind of long. Shout out to that dope-ass interview that y'all just motherfucking heard, right? Um, But the today's OG Says segment actually um, is just, was just pulled from a snippet from that interview. Um, there was a point in time that we talked about um, networking and creating genuine connections. And this week's OG says is, y'all, genuine connections or bust, like for real, um, especially when moving around in creative spaces, right? It is, it is very easy to get caught up in Oh, what do you do? Oh, let's link, let's network. Um, and not enough of us being genuinely concerned about another human's well-being, being genuinely concerned with developing and building true relationships. Um, because true relationships is how you build longevity or longevity, and it's also how you sustain your your livelihood when moving through com throughout community you know it is very easy to spot when someone is being fake or is or when you're being approached on some fake shit like think about a time that you like someone maybe asked you for someone for something or someone maybe tried to get close to you or build a relationship with you but you knew that it was only because they because you could benefit from them like I think that is 
the complete wrong way to go about life. Um, I've said this a million times. I don't fuck with small talk. Like a lot of times small talk can be awkward. And most of the time I don't give a fuck how you're reacting to the weather or what you ate last night. You know, like I really genuinely want to know, you know, what childhood traumas are you carrying into adulthood and how we can possibly help fix them so you no longer project them. You know, I want to talk about, you know, what you do in your free time, you know, when no one is watching. I want to talk about your muses and the things that motivate you and the things that make you tick. And a lot of times my quest for for understanding humanity from a very um from very personal level can come across naive and it can also come across as fake because people are just not used to building true genuine connections. So I say all of that to say, again, y'all, genuine connections are bust. If you're not making genuine connections with people who you genuinely can see um, in your life, um, whether that be from a community standpoint, but if the connection is not genuine, if you do not genuinely care about and fuck with the people that you are approaching for favors or approaching just for time and space and energy, you know, um, you might want to just reevaluate that, right? But y'all let I think that's enough I think we have said a lot at this point I think it is time to end the episode so yeah let's get out of here y'all okay so y'all know I love to end these episodes with some sort of like energetic climate of so far the year of our lord 2022 and by our lord I mean y'all's white ass Gregorian ass lord ass nigga um yeah of 2022 i i have been pulling cards right from the hoodoo tarot deck which i love i love using in my personal divination i fucking love learning through the tarot through that black ass hoodoo deck however y'all since i mentioned this is international women's month and i I want to read some words from one of my favorite women, a Pisces queen, Janae Aiko. Y'all know I love her so, so much. My entire life is a Janae Aiko stan club, which I have said many, many times before. Um, She's definitely saved my life time and time again. But yeah, I thought it would be really perfect to end off this episode with a little piece, a little nugget from her poetry book entitled Two Fish. Um, I am still on the lookout for Two Fish 2, part two. It, it seems that something is brewing. Janae definitely seems like she's like in creative mode. You know, she's definitely working on the Allel jewelry brand, I believe is what it's called. And yeah, I just thought... I don't know. I just wanted to end off this episode with something for my girl. It is definitely going to be spiritually led. So, um, yeah, spirit, I just asked for some word going into this week. Um, on behalf of the collective, may we only call in ancestors of benevolence and ones in which that want to help guide and protect and steer us in the correct way i ask for clear and precise motherfucking messages um and yeah let's get into it ashe ashe whoop all right 40 fish 
He was all of the things I thought I deserved. Some type of test from the gods. He wasn't read. He wasn't willing, and I wasn't ready. But we were in love with the odds. Period. Um, I don't know why spirit needed us to 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 read forty fish today, honey. Um, but I guess maybe lean into the energy of of loving your folks unconditionally regardless of what you can change what you want to change what you desire to change what you hope to change goddamn what you're praying to change about them goddamn just love on your folks love on them unconditionally um love on them and love on them wholeheartedly love all the parts of them goddamn stop picking and choosing the parts in which you want to love and care for and nourish about the people that you have in your life and yeah just love on them wholehearted and beat the motherfucking odds goddamn i guess sheesh <laughs> but that brings us to the very very end of this episode y'all thank you so much for rocking with me i really do appreciate you um if you are listening to this if you can hear my voice if for whatever reason you in the city of motherfucking austin and you see me outside during south by southwest we gonna blame it we're blaming it on tequila. We blaming it on psilocybin. Goddamn. We are blaming it on the upcoming Aries season. We are blaming it on spring solstice. Goddamn. We are fucking blaming it on my little dope ass who honestly, the energy is too trill. It's too motherfucking like, I'm just ready. I'm so excited and I'm so thankful and blessed to be living here in my hometown um, for the first year of South, for the first time in 10 years. And also for the first time that South by Southwest has been back after post pandemic, you know, like uh, it's, I, I'm just ready for, for all the things to come. Um, again, if you see me outside, say what's up. Um, lots of hugs. I'm looking forward to the hugs and to the love and to all the motherfucking shit. But anyways, follow me on the things. Um, you can follow me on IG at organic with OG Adriana. Um, that is the podcast Instagram where we post a lot of aesthetic things and podcast updates. And you can also per- follow my personal Instagram, um, which I use as like a micro, a blogging, like content posting type thing. um, at OG Adriana. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at your own discretion, honey. I'll be tweeting and deleting. I'll be saying some wild shit on there, but you can follow me on Twitter at OG Adriana underscore. Also, I've been saying that I've been posting, I was going to post content on YouTube. I told myself that, I, or I said that I was going to post some South by Southwest content before South by Southwest on YouTube. Um, did not happen. Too much fucking going on in my life and my world. I had to make an executive decision to cut out some content to make some motherfucking time for me. You feel me? Um, but definitely go follow YouTube at OG Adriana because I'm going to have some motherfucking content coming soon. Um, I have so much content that I'm sitting on right now. Um, I am big g7x shoddy all south by so if you see me you want to say hi to the camera definitely do that so you can be in a huge south by vlog that i am planning um but yeah just bear with me um if you crave content out of me pay me so i can quit my job and have one less burden in my life and so i can make time to do the things that i love um but 
I mean, in the meantime, you can share my podcast and things. Um, so other niggas can hear me talk. Like y'all be hearing me talk. I really do appreciate y'all. But that being said, um, I'm out. Uh, I really do appreciate y'all for being here so so motherfucking much. Um, shout out to my little bae. <laughs> Um, I don't know why I just shouted him out, but shout out to him for for being so motherfucking dope and matching my energy. <laughs> Ew! Okay, dog. Aries and Vintage. It's time to go. Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. See y'all next week, goddamn. Talk to y'all next week.